0: I remember when I was a little girl, our house caught on fire. I'll never forget the look on my father's face as he gathered me up in his arms and raced to the burning building out of the pavement. And I stood there, shivering in my pajamas and watched the whole world go up in flames. And when it was all over, I said to myself, is that all there is to a fire?
1: Soccer News, for insight that
2: excels, for expert analytics, you better go somewhere else. Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast, enjoy it now cause it probably won't last. Patches poop, they cover it all, they'll discuss everything except
1: football. Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast.
3: All right. Welcome to episode 44, season two, episode 19. If you are still counting, everything is going to be all right. I'm Jonathan coming to you from Northeast Portland.
4: I am Randy coming to you with a hoarse voice from also Northeast Portland.
5: Josh, doesn't really matter where I'm coming from.
4: And Greg and Goose
1: Hollow. Uh, Hey, Randy. Hey, Greg. What's coming up in this episode?
4: Well, we're going to talk about the the typo that we made in our last episode because it was not actually called we're going to win the league. It was supposed to be called we were going to win the league. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to have, uh, you know, MLS Cup talk before the match, during the match, post-match. And um, we're going to save the end of the season stuff for another episode, although we will go into a little bit of detail About some of the roster announcements that were made. We're just not going to talk about it that much. Cool. Uh, Did anybody
1: have any trouble getting their tickets on Tuesday morning? I did not. Jonathan?
3: Ooh. I only got like a two minute story, and it involves an airplane with failed Wi Fi (laughs) and random blips of cell phone signal where I was able to get down a username and password to my wife with no explicit instructions other than seat geek username password And um, she took it upon herself to get the seats which worked out perfect but it was a moment of sweating through my clothing in oh my uh, God. uh I was so fucking terrified and then <laughs> this, like we got our seats in KeyBank for there were 347 each that was considered KeyBank center circle and they were you know, great seats, still way more expensive than normal, but uh, they went up to $2,000 or more in pre sale after everything happened. So I got I very mean, lucky.
4: How how stressed were you? Were you like breaking out in a sweat with the other passengers, like, you know, secretly gesturing towards the, the crew yeah. to be like, I think there's a terrorist on board? Yeah. I tried
3: to explain to the flight attendant that I needed to speak directly to the pilot. <laughs> <laughs> uh i really uh, was freaking out dude i obviously didn't go that far but it was the so if anyone who doesn't know this uh, when you're flying especially across country obviously you lose cell phone signal when you start to take off and then it's like you know whatever until you get there however there are milliseconds of uh, instances where you will get cell phone signal where you can get text out, you cannot get data, you cannot get whatever. And again, it's maybe for a total of less than a minute across a cross country flight, but it does happen. And I just happened to get very lucky to get my I sat there with my phone against the window and (laughs) I'm sure I look like a freaking weirdo. But again, it, it worked. I got a message out to Brianna, my friend, Chris, who is our who's with us in the seats. And then I think to Gilmer, the one to you guys didn't go through. And then again, later on in the flight, I kept getting random bits of signals. I got closer to the East coast and I was able to get more messages out to Randy and to Greg,
4: but I can't believe out. you left that to choice, man. Like chance.
3: Dude, it was like one of those that I think that was the moment of regret for me was going, I could have just saw this and said, if you don't hear from me by 930 in the morning, make sure you log in exactly at 10. Here's my username and password. But I was like, eh, it's fine. It's always good on Alaska Airlines. It shouldn't be an issue. And yeah, super dumb. Super lucky.
4: Did you have John to pay a for a for that wifi?
3: contact me once? Yeah, I tried to. I tried to send out so many messages. Uh, the no, there. I did not pay for the Wi-Fi because you couldn't even sign into it. Usually, you can at least get through, or you can even open up a chat with you know GoGo airline support, right. which was my original plan was to say, hey, I can jump into GoGo airline support. And I will give that random person uh, my (laughs) password and said, please text my wife right now. And, uh, but that, that wouldn't even work. So no, I did not buy Wi-Fi.
4: So I had a little bit of trouble. I I did the thing that the front office email said to do, which was, do not use your, your app. Do not use your phone or the SeatGeek app. Make sure you're on a desktop computer. You'll have better results. And um, like a know-it-all I told my friends, I saw one of my friends posting online, Dale Montgomery. was like, you know, was doing the thing where you're in line. But before even the whole thing had started, and I noticed that he had posted a screen capture from his phone. And I'm like, I messaged him, and I was like, hey, man, you shouldn't use your phone. You should use the, a desktop because um, that's what the that they said to do. They said you'll have better results that way. It's going to be sketchy on a phone. And then lo and behold, it was sketchy on desktop and people we started getting in on their phones and then i had to desperately message dale to be like dude use your phone use your phone because i felt like he was going to get screwed and it was going to be all my fault and i would have had to cough up my tickets for him but um
3: front office bootlicker
5: following their instructions dale sat right in front of me
4: yeah so it was pretty stressful for me i was you know 1059 or no what was it 959 and I mean, I've been on on, in that room for like a half an hour waiting to get on. And then it's like 10 o'clock. I'm like, well, okay, no change. It's, you know, sometimes these things are 30 seconds late or whatever. And then, you know, it's more times going by. And it's like 10.05. I'm like, what the F is going on? Nothing is happening. I know people are buying tickets right now. And Gretchen was in the other room. And I was like, Gretchen, get on Wonderland. See what's going on. And she's like, use the app. I was like... I don't know, like like I'm gonna keep the desktop open. You take my phone and you work it out. And then she got it on the phone. So, um, people were stressed out, deservedly so, though.
1: It bred some excellent memes across social media.
4: It sure did. It sure did.
1: Oh, and they were quick too. The girl crying on the train because she was so happy to have her ticket was awesome. The Squid Game ones were awesome. I very much enjoyed all the memes. Once I got my ticket and the stress, <laughs> <was gone>.
4: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I felt, man, I felt so bad for some people. It was, it was terrible. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan, you put
1: line culture in the notes. What about line culture did you want to talk about?
4: I didn't add that. No, I added that. Oh, Oh, Randy didn't have line culture. I I camped out for a wristband for the first time. I've gotten wristbands before, but I usually just show up at like six or seven in the morning. Um, Camped out overnight for this one. Uh, my first uh, overnight camp out. I figured this was the, the time to do it if I was going to do it because, I mean, quite honestly, it's kind of a foolish thing to do, especially at, you know, maybe if I was like 18 or whatever, wasn't a, a grown-ass adult, but um, it was fun. Where did you sleep? I slept on a chair, one of those kind of reclining chairs, you know, yard chairs, um, just uh, outside. Ew. <laughs> it was it was it was it was a lot of fun until about three in the morning. That's when it stopped being fun. How cold were you um i was I was pretty okay and then I was pretty damn cold. I had like a bazillion layers on and then uh Tim Aaron had a uh one of those propane fire pits going and so. I was used, able to use that to stay warm a little bit, but you can't like you can't really sleep on top of that thing so it doesn't really work. You would get really cold and then you just go over there and warm your hands up, warm your feet up, and then crawl back under a thing and then it started raining, and that wasn't really fun either but um
5: were you at least under
4: like a cover? no, not really
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow
4: that <laughs> was good, so yeah, then about two thirty three in the morning drunk girl next to us would not she was would not stop playing music and she had transitioned from hip-hop earlier in the night to like sort of, I don't know what, just kind of emo-y stuff. And then they, they oh, had one, they had was... one of those, those boom boxes, you know, like the Wi-Fi ones or the Bluetooth ones. And then the batteries crapped out on that. That didn't stop her either. She started cranking it on her phone, <laughs> which which <laughs> was kind of funny and super annoying and, and It was funny. She went from like drunk party girl and then there was a space of like an hour where she kind of disappeared and then she showed up again and then she just looked like totally wrecked. Like she (laughs) So at what time do they start
3: passing out wristbands? 7 a.m. So, What time did you get there? Yeah,
4: I got there like 6 or something. Jesus. So you were there for over 12 hours, 13 hours. Um, the, uh, the, The line of tents so what happens is the, the tents are out there and you're camped out, um, and then at a certain point everyone starts packing up and then the line condenses, you know, massively. So I, I spoke to a guy who um, was there later on. The line went all the way around the stadium to the starting point of the line of the line at one point.
6: Jesus, <laughs> the longest That's the, the longest
1: I saw when I drove by was it was it had just gotten past the doors to the Mac but that was oh yeah that was i think thursday no wednesday morning
4: yeah it was it was to the mac yeah and there was a lot of drama like people had their chairs out like wednesday monday or whatever starting monday or tuesday and uh, some people did come back to find their stuff had been moved um but whatever it was a good time i was really surprised uh by how much fun i had i was kind of dreading it when i when it came i was like yeah i'm gonna do this and then it comes time to go and it's like super crappy outside i'm like oh my god what am i doing but i ended up enjoying it probably not gonna do it again though (laughs) it's just not that fun
3: would you do it again for a final
4: i man i don't think so i don't think so I mean, I've been to three. Finals. You could just
3: pay like another hundred bucks and just get front row seats in the key bank club and get to enjoy the whole game without having to chant for, you know, the whole time. So you get your wristband and it's a day before the game and the wristband allows you to do what exactly?
4: Allows you to uh, go in to you get early entrance into the stadium so you can go sc- scarf, sit down in your spots in general admission.
6: And, and, and thankfully, you uh, your entrance?
4: Lower two oh five, man. It's always lower two oh five. I did not get. I did not get first row this time. Um, somebody was there when I got there, and somebody had actually scarfed the first row. And before anyone got in, and uh, in an interesting turn of events, which I've never seen before, one of the stadium people came and and just moved that stuff over. No way. No oh shit. Yeah. I yeah. I was I was flabbergasted. So.
3: Yeah, you can't you can't scarf a whole row. That's not cool.
4: Yeah, well, I mean and they weren't even there was nobody there either, which was bizarre. Yeah, I've never seen a stadium staff do that before.
3: All right. Well, that is a good review of line culture and another reason why I will never do that.
4: <laughs> I mean, you should go sometime and just hang out, you know, like even if you're not going to camp out all night. It's it was still a, a good time and there was a lot of people dropping by uh support staff, you know what I mean, like they were people coming by with case of beer people coming by with food that were not camping out they were just there to hang out and make everyone else's lives in line a little bit easier
3: i already donate to charities
4: (laughs) yeah (laughs)
6: jesus
3: (laughs) all right greg tell us about the would-be tifo So this is
1: really disappointing, and I saw a lot of people complaining about it on Twitter and Reddit, and it's like, really, you guys didn't show up to help, so shut up, you can't complain. Uh, When we did the test pull the night before, we had, uh, I think, a four-panel design ready to go, and we did the test pull, and it was pretty windy. It was similar to the wind that was anticipated for Saturday, Um, and it was just unruly insane and unmanageable uh the two upper concourse banners just could not be corralled could not be controlled they kept getting away from people and i heard like other members of game day ops just saying like they're watching these things whip around because they're made out of literal sales like a company that makes sales for ships makes this fabric for us, and they're watching this whip around, and just like they could see it hitting like kids in the face <laughs> <laughs> and other guests and just people losing eyes and that w- shit. That would
4: have made Jonathan happy, right? <laughs> that have been awesome. And, you guys, so, had, and you guys, even you guys had extra, you had extra crew too, above and beyond what you normally had for that.
1: We yeah, we brought in twice as many people as we really needed, just in case we were going to try it to hold the things down. But the morning of, seeing the wind, seeing the rain, um, just had to make a call and decided we're only going to do the front pole.
4: Um, it, it was pretty nasty. And, it, and the thing that it was, it was, it would be sort of okay for a while. And then you also you just get hit with like a whirlwind. And so I think that was a smart decision. But um, the people complaining about it, I mean, and it, it was sort of lackluster um but you know we we didn't get to see the whole thing and their their complaints come from a the standpoint of not knowing
5: what was going on so yeah. i
1: mean it's a good tifo by tifo standards
5: but oh i i saw the whole thing it looks really nice portland, portland is, is really just nice.
1: portland's just known for being the best tifo right in the western hemisphere so i think it was underwhelming oh, by our other standards other than
4: seattle well yeah cuz it was meant to be <laughs> displayed as part of i mean we only got to see part of it that's the thing you got to see one small part of it and it wasn't meant to stand by itself so
1: but we did release we did release the design on twitter saying hey for those of you who are curious
5: this is what it actually looked like
4: and the the good news is the part that i actually worked on was the one that went up so hooray for me
5: good job randy well i have a question for you guys greg
4: you couldn't have done it without me that's How do you guys
5: get it from the warehouse to the stadium?
1: Uh, in somebody's car in the No Pity Van.
5: Okay, I didn't know if you guys walked it because that they're stuff so long. fits in a car.
1: Yeah. Oh wow. Well, like in a wagon or like a cross. When track it's or fold-
5: something. yeah. When it's folded up, what is it like five feet by five feet square? Roughly Something's that. Huge.
4: They actually could have done it without me because the next day I went to volunteer and uh, message Greg just to before i went because i didn't actually do any of the signing up i was just showing up and and greg was like yeah come on down and then like five minutes later do not come down <laughs> stay away i guess you we guys so were much. over overloaded with um people that were amped up to help out for the finals
1: on the on one on one night of tracing we actually had to tell everybody who showed up to help painting we had to tell them to leave for 45 minutes so we could finish the tracing without them in the way yeah so like everybody left got about to eat and then came back and then we were done it's like okay have at it
3: um i was actually surprised you guys did i mean not that you didn't make a tfo but like i was surprised that you put anything up in the stadium just given the wind at first when i saw i was like okay there's no way they're doing this and i saw the one come
5: up and i still got pumped but i'm i'm so water pouring off that thing was insane like, Holy on the back, too.
1: Shit. Yeah. So, the one that did go up, we had the the manufacturers come out later and add extra grommets to the bottom so we can add guy ropes to hold them in place on bottom. So, uh, and those were not added to the concourse ones. Interesting. So, that's why the front one was able to go up. There was two... The thing had five ropes pulling it up with two people on each rope, and then five guide ropes on the bottom to keep it in place with two or three people on each.
5: <laughs> That's insane.
3: Who's legally responsible for that? If something did happen.
4: A stadium, I imagine. Yeah. Uh, Timbers probably. There's, probably. There's probably lots of lots of Pere- that could happen. peregrine sports. I would imagine.
1: Yeah. Cause it's FO people that they're not um, responsible for anything that do the rigging. I believe because they are the ones responsible, so they actually put up the pulleys and stuff for every match. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway.
4: Hey, who had uh, encounters with Zarek?
1: That was... uh me and Tyler had encounters with Zarek.
4: That was awesome that he came back.
1: So, before the match, um, I went in, you know, extra early before wristbands even got in because of TIFO crew. Um, and... Uh, somebody just asked me, hey, stand on the main stage and guard the stairs coming up to keep like the press from coming up onto our stage. So I'm just standing there and Zarek starts walking up the steps and he gets to the top and he's like, hey, buddy, and gives me a fist bump. And right behind him is David Goss. Do you guys know who that is? Uh, no. He's a pundit for MLSsoccer.com and he's on the Extra Time podcast that they do twice a week. Oh, like the official. yeah,
3: yeah. Hmm.
1: so he's there and he follows Zarek up too. And he starts like hitting up a conversation with me and just like ask me questions about like Timber's army and the stadium and yada, yada, yada. And like, he's like, Oh, cool. Thanks. And starts to walk away. And I'm like, Hey David, by the way, he's like, yeah, and I go. I yell, oh, fuck right off at you and Andrew every fucking week on your show.
6: (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) And he kind of laughs and goes, yeah, I yell at Andrew too. And just walks off.
4: But you're still listening.
3: (laughs) It's a good podcast. I listen to it.
4: I really like Matt Doyle. Yeah, Doyle's good. Um who else i see other encounters on the show notes
1: uh other thing it's uh jeff came up um just gave a fist bump um but the funny one was when rodney wallace got there so rodney wallace comes up and uh he says hi to me as he's coming by and fist bumps me whatever and he talks to a couple people and he walks back over to me and like puts his arm around my shoulder like while he's talking to someone else (laughs) and i don't realize like who's standing next to me. I just feel an arm on my shoulder. So I just like inherently like put my arm around his just <laughs> out of habit.
6: And I look over
1: and I realize, Oh shit, I'm cuddling with Rodney fucking Wallace.
6: <laughs> this
1: is probably inappropriate. And I just Wait, like casually took my crazy. arm off of his very nice suit that I could never afford.
4: I have a hot take. What's that? Uh, Rodney Wallace visiting Rodney Wallace is a to us. He was he was he was back for our dismal defeat against Seattle, and he was back for this cup match.
5: Oh yeah, that was his like retirement game, wasn't yeah. it? The curse of yeah. Wallace! Wow, oh. curse of Rodney Wallace! Uh-oh. That's what we should call this episode. Yeah, we should.
1: The last funny thing was uh, I guess Zarek recognized Tyler McDonald from oh, yeah. like all the shit they used to do. Sure. So like while Tyler's down on the pitch, we're getting ready for TIFO. Zarek just like comes up from behind Tyler and like puts his arms around his chest, and Tyler doesn't know who it is, and Zarek just like leans into Tyler's ear and goes, what's up? Good looking.
6: (laughs)
4: So so what I'm hearing here is that all these former Timbers players um, sort of... They're handsy. They're handsy on the field, yeah. Maybe they learned it from Gavin. (laughs) Yeah, maybe they did.
5: Oh, sick bird. I like that. Yeah, you say that, but if I said it, we'd have to cut it out.
4: Yeah. (laughs) Because I, I uh, say it with a glint in my eye and a smile
3: uh, in my voice. We uh, so we regularly see Jeff Attenella in a key KeyBank Club, but you will generally see most players hanging out in the KeyBank Club. But uh, this time, since I had four seats together, we actually sat in our seats, and you guys will all be impressed. The KeyBank Club stood
5: for the whole game.
4: I saw that on television. Yeah, I have pictures. Fantastic. Of it.
5: We were actually making I think Greg and I were making fun of you about it. I turned to Josh at one point and I said,
1: "Hey, how pissed off is Jonathan right now that he can't sit down?"
5: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there
3: was uh, a there was a guy that came down who was an attendee and he was like, "It'd be really nice if everyone here could start sitting down." And then everyone looked over at him like he had farted in church going, <laughs> come on, dude. It's the final. Like, we're going to stand for this one. And if you don't want to stand, you can go up at the top of Key Bank Club and you can get some of the, the handicap assess- accessible seats. Like, he wasn't handy. He was walking up and down the stairs. He was just fine. But it was one of those moments. It was fun to stand the whole game. Everyone was fired up. And I hope that mentality of being that fired up will stay, but I imagine that is just a finals type of scenario. Yeah.
4: The rest of the year it's a section full of Karen's.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
3: We're
1: used to seeing like the whole stadium clap with the PTFC chant when the first players like when the players first walk out. But it was really cool to see almost the whole stadium in like the eightieth minute yeah. uh, on their feet jumping and clapping for North End noise. Like that really? Yeah, that stopped. was really cool.
4: That that brings up something that uh, I wanted to mention. Anyways, is you can, I mean, in the army, cheering the entire time. I mean, except for maybe thirty seconds or so. I don't know, but um, I, I believe have to believe that New York was probably making noise almost the entire time too. So you they can, did a pretty good job. You cannot hear in the army. You cannot hear New York almost ever. Um, sometimes you can sort of hear background noise from whatever those high-pitched drums that they use that the Timbers Army doesn't use for whatever reason. A lot of the Texas teams use those too, but you could in the broadcast you could you could totally hear during points of the game they were choosing to make the Timbers Army sound loud, or they were choosing to make uh, the New York supporters sound loud. Oh yeah, because and- everyone's mic'd. Right. But they had it down so well that they could even choose to not have anybody sound loud at at times.
3: It was super interesting. So generally speaking, sitting in the key bank club, the away supporters, if they're organized, are extremely loud and they're extremely loud because they echo off of off the, the top Mac?
4: of that back. Yeah.
3: But the the supporters for New York City did not even use most of that section. I think it's two twenty three, uh, because of the way the wind was whipping, and so they were much quieter than any other supporter group, even though they were organized and very large.
4: Oh, really? Huh? Yeah, they were That's still loud,
3: but not nearly as loud as other ones that when they when like like LAFC comes up and they're organized. Um, it's just the echo they get off the side of the Mac. And with this one, they didn't get it,
4: which begs the question. Why were those seats empty? If they were in short demand, why didn't they make them fill up that seat first? And then if those didn't I, sell I think out,
3: they got, no, I think they got
5: pretty good chunk of that section and they all just crammed over. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Cool. Well, um, I would like to talk about something about Channing, but I don't know if um, you guys even want to hear it.
6: Get it out. your head.
5: So, okay, so being a soccer fan, football fan my whole life, I've noticed that like when you go to certain games, at least like in Europe, there'll be chants based on a play that just happened. And a real thing that we're missing, we went, what, 60 something minutes with like, we'll talk about it in a little bit, like how horrible the first half was. But it's just the same fucking chant over and over again. It's time to boost players, like specifically. We should have some little break-off chants that happen, not just the same repetitive thing that everyone hears it and just keeps saying it and nothing actually comes of it. You know, you like, I feel that it gets drowned out and no one seems to care anymore, mostly the players. They just, it's just background noise.
4: So you're saying we should bring back Khalif, throw your hands up?
5: I'm saying we need to have chants like that. We need to have chants for specific things to like, if someone's doing something, we need to chant for them, not chant for each other
4: greg that's a good point that's a good point um greg's our jingle writer why don't you write some jingles for the chants?
1: you're picking your nose you're picking your nose (laughs) Hey Azu Porridge, you're picking your nose. <laughs>
3: that was there was one for uh, Spurs, and when they had Victor Wanyama, and he had just done an interview where they asked him what his favorite dish was, and he said that he thought spaghetti was nice. And Spurs fans didn't chip. Victor, Wanyama, he had
5: spaghetti and he thought it was nice. And it's just fucking funny. I totally agree. But you know that he's hearing that on the pitch and laughing about it. And then he knows that the fans actually care about him. They're not just there to sing chants and drink.
1: I definitely want my center back to double over with laughter when he's supposed to be defending the back line. (laughs)
5: Okay, but they'll also feel something if they know that they're singing about them.
4: Yeah, we don't have that type of culture. That's interesting. I don't know. I don't know how you would do that. You would have to get some. Uh, I don't know. That's interesting.
1: There's a little bit in 107 before the match that happens, like Blanco Gold to the tune of Macho Man. Huh. Uh, when we had Fernandez, there was uh, uh, a modern love riff about. The trash in
4: 103 has a couple of, of um, their own <laughs> the shades. The trash in 103. That's right. Section 103, ballistic trash. All trash. <laughs> we had it. Okay.
1: So the night before all the trash match,
5: all the time.
1: The night before the match, uh, I met up with some tacos for dinner, and somehow 103 came up and just talking about like the clusterfuck of like they do whatever they want over there. And I said, they are like the sovereign citizens of the TA. Your laws don't apply to me and I know my
6: rights. <laughs> I know my rights.
4: Well, I mean... It's wh- America.
6: Ain't it America?
4: 103 is trash, but, I mean, isn't that kind of what you need? A little bit of, you know, somebody to inject some some of their own spice into the, the chanting and maybe start something new? Yeah, everybody yeah.
3: needs a dirtbag.
4: <laughs> but, I
3: mean... last Last thing I'll say before we get to the actual game was how funny was it when the blow up MLS cup didn't work.
5: (laughs) That was the greatest thing ever. And then how one of the, um, the fire spewing things was just squirting propane and there was no flame on it. It was fucking hilarious. I have so many pictures of the, God. do you see when the MLS cup popped when it went up straight and then it just like popped and fell over? No, I didn't see that. I I saw that.
1: So, it fell down and like there are three people on that side. Two of them ran away. One of them was like right in the middle and they just kind of froze. Away. So this is gonna be the second time I bring up Jurassic Park on this podcast. So the the two handles of the giant MLS cup like came down around this person and the top <laughs> stopped just short of them. And it looked just like in the climax of Jurassic Park when the skeleton of the dinosaur falls down on Tim, and the ribs just, like, stop it from crushing him. <laughs> the floor. That's exactly what I saw with that cup falling down around this uh, floor. That,
4: um, that, was, that was one well, of the highlights of the whole thing, man. That was a lot of and fun. And what is up with
5: that People... Portugal and the Man fucking um, national anthem? That was the weirdest was... thing ever.
6: Awful.
4: Well, it was awful until... The crowd started singing the national anthem for them because it was instrumental. Someone had to, and, and then was... when they did, which was like second—I don't know what do you call those—musician man Greg, second line, not second verse.
1: I'd call that the second movement.
4: Okay, there you go. Song. Speaking, yeah. So when when the when the army and the the rest of the stadium picked that up and started singing, it actually became really cool. Um, one thing that is. You, if you didn't go to the match, you don't know what the hell we're talking about, but because they did not play that on the TV broadcast, you missed the instrumental version of the national anthem being played by Portugal the Man.
3: Adopted Portland band. They're from Anchorage.
4: Uh, what, what's the point of getting a, a famous or semi-famous band to do the national anthem if you're not going to...
5: Because they're from Portland.
4: Eh. Eh. They should have got the wipers.
3: I would have taken Poison Idea. <laughs>
6: <laughs> or what's All the right. other
4: guy? The, the guy from uh geez man. Alex guy from what his mouth? No. jeez I can't even remember. Gretchen was here, she knew who I was talking about. I am still living with your ghost. My
3: favorite part of the whole MLS Cup thing blowing up on the pitch was that they were still trying to figure out what to actually do when the players yeah. actually started to come out to get warmed up and they were on the field ready to play and they couldn't cuz there's all this shit and then my other favorite part was that giant tarp they had on the ground that was you know the centerpiece so they're trying to figure out how to get that off but they were trying to do it so fast that someone would try to fold it and it would just catch air in it and it made it into <laughs> like one of those giant pillows or a bouncy house kind of thing and what And they dude, were trying to
5: collapse it it was the greatest yeah. thing
3: he totally did like a swan dive into it like he's like <laughs> I'm taking this one for the team and runs like full speed and I was like that actually looks kind of fun but it made everyone laugh there was not a single person in our area that was not cracking up and what a spectacle the timbers army is smart enough do Not put up Tifo because of the wind, and then fucking MLS is too stupid to put up like a bouncy house in
4: the center
3: of the pitch.
4: Looks like one of those used car, um, big arm floppy guys. <laughs> it, I, tr- I said that to someone earlier today in a work
3: call trying to explain. It. I was like, you know, you go like drying those floppy things and then mattress sale. All over the place. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly what it looked like. But-
4: <laughs> and I love the that shit off the pitch chant during that was really good. Dude. That yeah. Shit
3: off
5: the pitch. <laughs> you see, we can come up with chants. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Well,
3: let's talk about the game because that's hopefully why a lot of you are listening. Just start with the first half here. And my, my first bit of this is given New York and their strengths, I feel like we put out the wrong lineup.
4: I feel like we put out the wrong lineup for the strategy that we went with. I think that would, could have been an okay lineup if we had a different strategy. But if if, if they were just going to sort of sit back and let those guys high press all the time, I think they should have had Moreno in and brought Blanco in as a sub.
1: Yeah. Let's just get that out of the way. Blanco should not have started this.
4: No. Um, Twellman was saying on, on the broadcast that that uh, uh, the day before in training that Blanco did not look sharp.
3: And he just looked oh, a really? step behind his normal his normal self. And it's I understand why. Because he is injured a hamstring and it's a it's a bit where you can't run full force and he just didn't look like he had the the gas to do it. And so and honestly, I also would have done Laria for Espria as well. So if I was I gonna agree. pick that that starting lineup, I would do Laria and Mourinho to suck up as much you know, defensive pressure and possession as they can. And then when New York is gassed, like, you know, in the 70th minute, throw on uh, Blanco and
5: Espria and just have them run
3: circles around people.
5: Definitely. See, but I also feel that Valeri should have started and shouldn't have ended, but we'll talk about that later.
1: You got to ride the hot hand. And last week we saw a completely different lineup, completely run rough shot over RSL. Is, is NYCFC RSL? No, they're not. But I think the game plan with what we saw last week was more apt to break down NYCFC's defense than what we saw this week. Blanco tends...
4: I was going to say, I'm pretty sure every one of us last week's episode said that
5: Blanco should start. (laughs) No, we didn't. We We probably didn't.
1: I said there's no way he starts. I was legit
5: shocked. (laughs) Yeah, I completely agree with you. Yeah, I didn't say that either.
1: But Blanco tends to And he does this at full health too. He holds onto the ball like a second longer to look for the perfect pass. And when he's 100%, he has the chops to make that perfect pass. But he wasn't at 100%. The lineup we saw last week was more about fluid, one-touch, give-and-goes, leaves. That was a better game plan against this defense. And we saw what happens when you don't stick with that.
5: Yeah, it looks like we just like didn't even – look at any of the games they've ever played and just decided this is the lineup we're going with.
4: Hey, what do you think about Fushive over Paredes? Um, it turns out Paredes didn't start because he had some sort of calf injury.
1: He did an admirable, admirable job, but it was still a downgrade.
4: He's not, he doesn't have the attacking bits that Paredes does, but we weren't playing that kind of game anyways in the first half. And and I think Fushive did did real well.
1: He did. I'm yeah. not going to knock him. He did well with what he had to work with. I still would have rather seen Paredes, but I also would have seen a completely different lineup, so
6: yeah. what is it? About? Yeah.
3: So, and again, like it ties into the it we just looked so disorganized and couldn't get anything. Like as soon as we had possession, it was gone
5: and nothing clicked. And I feel like
3: for all the other playoff games,
5: what was possession the first half? It had to have been like just by watching, it seemed like it was like Eighty or ninety, ten. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it I, was it,
4: as bad as that. I feel I I, I watched rewatch the game today, didn't you? And you guys rewatch it?
5: No, I can't watch that. Yeah. No, I couldn't can. bring myself to do that. No. <laughs> it's,
4: it's not. It's not as it's not as bad as I remember it being. We weren't as timid as I remembered us being live. Um, we were just sloppy, missing a lot of passes and giving stuff up.
3: That's what I was saying. The team that played for the first, you know, few playoff games here or whatever is not the team that played the final. Right.
1: Yeah, we just got beat by a better team. Like, well, we're yeah. not talking about the end of the match yet, so I'm jumping the gun. But
3: yeah, 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 yeah.
1: NYCFC, they were clearly better. Like, can't really get mad at
3: that. <laughs> like, yeah. They looked much better. They looked crisp. They looked, they looked ready to go. And,
5: and We didn't and look start- like... We we looked like we were, like, playing a mid... Um, Oh, what's it called? Uh, oh, oh, my my brain's not working like no, uh, like a midseason game that didn't really matter. And they look like they were there for the final.
4: I I'm going to say I'm going to disagree with you guys, all you guys, man. I, I think
5: so we should rewatch. I
4: think we I think you ex- because we didn't dominate that youth that we you think we looked worse than we did. And New York City looked better than they actually were.
5: But, like, I don't even, like, I just, what I saw live was, it wasn't even close to, like, a dominating thing. It was, like, outplayed completely.
4: Uh, I, I don't think we were. What I'm
1: thinking of is how few quality chances we generated. Like, regardless of what's happening on the rest of the pitch. Like, when on your rewatch, Randy, how many real quality chances in that first half
4: mm, do you think we got? I mean, depends on... Had things gone a slightly different way, I mean, I think there's a lot. There was a lot more teeth in our performance than, than you remember. Um, well, I guess
5: I'm gonna have to rewatch
3: it. Maybe I was drunk. I don't really remember.
4: <laughs> and New York didn't have a whole ton of a lot. And quite frankly, Clark should have saved that goal. He didn't. He get a hand to it. He was right at him. I mean, the only way it could have been more right at him is if he didn't have to go down for it because it was low. But I mean, yeah, he got a hand to it. He should have saved it. No. Dang,
3: well, should we talk about our our only first half highlight that was real? What was that? What's that? When the fan chucked a beer can and hit that dude in the face?
5: He didn't. Oh my god. <laughs> okay,
4: let's. Really? First of all, <laughs> that guy was arrested and thrown out of the stadium, banned for life, which is good, hundred percent, exactly what should have happened. First, right? Of, and it was it was very disheartening to see that. You know that's not us. That's not the Timbers, Army. we? don't we don't do that kind of stuff. That's clearly it made me it made me super embarrassed.
3: Yeah, that dude's not PA number one. So, so
4: clearly, some guy that bought tickets for the game, you know, the big game or whatever, and probably spent you know three or four hundred dollars on getting kicked out before the first half and never being able to go to see a game again. But here's the point: what what I wanted to say, he did not get hit in the face. He got hit in the arm. Oh, was
3: it really? I thought it was
4: the face. It's horrible that he got hit with that. It's it's terrible, but that guy pretended like he got hit in the face. If you watch that replay, it hits him like the upper arm or the hand, or the arm. You know, at at best, it hits him on the on the shoulder, and then it doesn't bounce off his face or anything. The, he gets hit with that thing, and he immediately grabs his face and goes down. You know, maybe he got sprayed in the eye and that's why he's grabbing his face.
3: Maybe he's straight
4: edge and he doesn't like beer <laughs> touching. <you>. him. <laughs> that was Medin.
3: So it yeah.
1: doesn't matter where he got hit. Yeah. It doesn't even matter if he got hit. It was a bullshit, bullshit, bullshit.
4: It, it, it was, yeah. it was total bullshit, but it was also symptomatic. That guy grabbing his face, pretending like he got hit in the face with a can. is is just symptomatic of the rest of that team flopping around Anytime, oh, like Castanello's, happened. just
5: oh, on the geez, ground man. every time something happened. Yeah. Like you, you could, if you're within five feet of him, he's going down.
4: So Castellanos has been rolling around inside the Portland penalty area, looking faintly ridiculous because there was no way he was fouled because no one's taken a blind bit of interest. He's now picked
1: himself up. Josh, what did you call him?
4: What? Castellanos. what? did You
1: say his name was?
4: Yeah, Dan, Dan, Dan Castanella from the Simples. I thought... I,
1: I thought I heard you say Castellanos.
5: (laughs) No, I know how to double L it. Isn't that? not he have a double L? (laughs) Yeah, Castellanos. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. Castellanos. Castellanos?
3: Castellanos. Specifically? So, for the record, I made clearly funny of the beer can, but yeah, that's super shitty. That is my second incident of seeing people throw things at players. And the first one I saw was i forget how many years ago it was when it was against houston and someone from the ta i believe from the dirtbags in 103 chucked a beer uh, and a yeah. player celebrating in front of the army
4: in the corner and i saw
3: the capo yeah the capo immediately like pointed at the person and, and kicked him out and it's the right thing to do but uh maybe i'm alone in this but i, I feel like i see that shit happen at every stadium everywhere and i know we're different and we're better and we're not supposed to do that because we you know we were honorable people but the famously happened in
4: columbus and
3: that wasn't just one beer that was like a billion beers (laughs) same thing happened in seattle i mean i've seen every sporting event that has any sense of like passion or meaning where you're seeing a beer getting chucked and that was once i was in mexico versus us ben's national team and someone chucked a cup at uh, I forget the U.S. player, and he just caught it in midair and took a drink, and then threw it back down on the ground.
1: I there's nothing there's nothing that says I am a fan more than aggravated assault. <laughs> it
3: wasn't an aggravated assault. He got two misdemeanors, and yeah. he's banned from Providence Park for the like, aggravated assault that I believe is a second degree felony.
1: He got attempted assault was the actual charge, but
3: yeah, still. misdemeanor. But stupid! You shouldn't do that shit. I mean, I, I'm sure every single one of us has that urge at some point or another to chuck something or whatnot. I, it yeah, I, s-
4: stupid you know, bullshit. Just throw there. it at Greg.
1: I got the urge to throw Josh on the pitch. That's right. <laughs>
5: yeah, <laughs> long I'm just kid. way too fat. <laughs> you can't throw me three rows. <laughs> Good
4: riddance to that guy. Yeah, we don't need <laughs> you. Yeah. He'll be
5: back. How do
4: you think they enforce that? Does this have, like, a picture like I What mean, do you mean? Because like, clearly you could just get a ticket from somebody. You know, they're going to check your – they don't check names or anything. You walk yeah. in. The guy could
3: – I think that's more of the, the PSA itself. I'm sure his face is somewhere, but if he grows a beard, no yeah. one's going to know the difference. So let's talk about that goal before the half. Randy, you seem to have an opinion, and considering you watched the replay, why don't you tell us what happened? I don't, don't have a,
4: an opinion about that goal. You just said Steve Clark should have saved it. Castiano another horrible moment for Steve Clark in an MLS Cup. oh well, yeah he should have saved it
5: <laughs> <laughs> opinion done it
4: was right to him I mean it was right to him he had to go down low for it but he didn't have to he wasn't didn't have to be extended or anything I mean he almost saved it but he I mean whatever I can't do that guy's job so but he should have saved that anytime it goes right to you you should save it
3: yeah, like giving him credit in previous games for being in the right spot and saying good keeper and so the one time that it's right directly at him and he and he unfortunately misses it.
4: I mean I guess maybe it's wet.
3: Was like the play build up good?
4: Man, you're you're asking me to be somebody who I'm not you always want this podcast to no, be
3: super analytical. Know. And now we're finally 51 minutes into it. And I've you never can't said I would get rid
4: song. of him podcast to be super analytical. What? I'm yeah. not on the protected list. Nope.
5: <laughs> Randy's <laughs> getting to the traded. Draft list. The, the yeah. podcast expansion draft. There's gonna be- <laughs> <laughs> Submit your application. to <laughs> vanity at gmail.com.
4: I mean, yeah, it was fine. Yeah. The guy got open and, uh, He headed it right at Steve Clark and Steve should have saved it. Maybe if it was slightly drier day, he would have definitely saved it, but I mean, he should have saved it either way.
3: Yeah. So I think the point being is it wasn't even that impressive of a, of a, of a goal. It just fucking sucked.
4: Kind of like, well, no, I wouldn't even say it was as good as a goal as the one that Moore had last week where it kind of dribbled into the net, but Moore had to actually do something. He had to, he had to, tweak something to make sure that went in. Um, what's his face didn't have to really do anything.
3: Uh, All right. So we, we end the first half going down one to nothing. And Josh, why don't you, why don't you take us into your, I don't second really half. have
5: anything to say about the second half. It was like shit until what was it? The 67th minute. <laughs>
4: uh, what are you talking about? Which, which round of subs are you looking for? F- I'm talking about
5: when we scored in
4: the 94th
5: minute 94th minute no 90 90- oh yeah no yeah once the sub started coming on it the game actually changed
4: I was gonna say I was in the army when in my seat in the army there's a guy two rows back and it was like literally like three minutes after um, Moreno and uh, who came in at that time
5: Valeri no Valeri no Valeri wasn't the first round of subs yeah it was Valerio no, and Moreno saying, came no, on at the same
4: time. No, Valerio didn't come on until like two minutes left in the game.
1: I'm going to pull up the stats.
4: Came on in the 87th minute. Um, 83rd minute was Nizkota for Aspria.
3: Yeah, I'm looking here because we're actual reporters. So, <laughs> Paredes came in in the 62nd minute and uh, Moreno came in in the 62nd okay. when minute. They, lost, yeah. When they came team.
5: in, you could tell like the energy changed on the team. Th- literally like
4: three minutes after they subbed those guys in a guy behind me
5: send in the subs we
4: need subs and i listened to this guy for like five minutes and then i finally turn around i go he just they just made two subs dude chill out and this friend who i guess was too embarrassed to say anything at the time finally was like yeah man they, they literally just subbed in two
3: guys <laughs> <laughs> There were definitely drunk idiots who were definitely coaching from the bench uh, or from the stands all over the place. There was one guy, four people over behind us, um, just screaming at every single thing. And I was like, at one point, dude, just shut the fuck up. Like, we're all into it, but no one can talk to themselves because you're shouting at everyone. Like, get fired up. Enjoy the moment. Get in, like Get emotional and talk about what you want. But it's just, like, incessant. It was... Was not
1: fun. Moreno came on, did Moreno things. I wish he had been doing it all match. Right, but
5: wouldn't you, rather, wouldn't you have rather? Wouldn't you rather him been on first and switch for Blanco? Yeah, we, instead we, of the yes, other way. We, we That's what I'm saying already. already. I yeah. know, but we're talking uh, about it right now.
1: Paredes, I saw his injury must have really got to him because I saw last year Paredes, um turning the ball over a couple a lot. times.
4: Yeah, yeah, really
1: like. Bad, dumb, where was that going passes? Not just from him, but from other people, too. Um, he had a couple he, shots. Yeah. I mean, take him. Yeah. He only hits bangers, so.
3: Let's move on to actually the, the next sub, which is Nizgoda. Nizgoda comes in for Espria. Which was? And that was in the 84th minute. Uh, we
5: were a little worried about that one, but it was needed. Espria wasn't doing anything. What
1: for? Yeah. Aspria definitely looked like. Yeah oldest bria what formation were we in at that point because yeah i don't even
3: Rankin's know on. yeah yeah it's it's about when valeri comes in is when things change so valeri in the 89th minute comes in for van rankin and then moreno at that point switches to being the right back yeah so
1: he was like a right wing back
3: yeah because that was at when when valeri came in and everyone's like okay cool this is great and then i'm going wait what the for Van Rankin? what? Who are they gonna? What are they gonna do? And then all of a sudden, it's Mourinho playing right next back to to Mabiala and he was you know running up in the attack. Yeah.
4: So, do you guys think that uh, that was just a courtesy sub at that point? Do you think Gio had given up at that point?
3: Yeah, definitely. I have to imagine yeah. that's correct.
1: It's not a given up. It's a this is the last match. There's nothing left to lose. Yeah, Let's but throw all of our attack in.
4: Waiting, waiting till the 88th minute to do that though. I mean, he should have done it a lot earlier. Um hey, I have gossip for you. The reason why Valeri's not getting playing time has to do with a, a an altercation he got in with Geo mid-season. Oh, really? Yeah.
5: Spill. What?
4: Oh, yeah, spill hey, that's, it. that's beef, all I can tell bro? you.
1: That's all?
4: That's all I can tell you.
1: I'd rather you've not said anything than just give that little
4: nibble of a crumb. Well, I, I disagreed with the way he was running stuff. Yeah. Got in his face. Wow. So
3: you can't reveal your source. Right. Is that really all that you know, or is that what you're going to say on this podcast? Yes. <laughs> Don't be a fucking punk share with the dudes, man. Off the all air, right off the time air. Signature.
4: Nobody
1: listens to us anyway. Yeah.
4: That's all yeah. I know. <laughs> You
5: foolish was, shit liars, tell that's us, That's all Randy. I know. I know who to ask
4: a... to get the whole story, but that's that's all I know at this point.
5: I've heard from a specific source that Gio sucks and is a shit coach. Was that source you, Josh? <laughs> and lo- and he lost the locker room. Randy, I can tell that you're lying. I'm not, Jonathan. He's not not so lying. Look, like I
4: told you, I know who to oh. go to to get the rest of the story. I just haven't done it yet.
5: Well, then call them. Yeah, We have plenty of time.
4: And journalism, and I don't want to talk yeah. about it
5: because <laughs> journalism. Because uh, you yeah,
3: know. whoever told you that told you that in yeah. confidence, which I understand. Yeah.
4: So yeah, we're getting getting back to it. They bring in uh, Valeri, courtesy sub at the eighty seventh and a half. Or they don't
3: have
5: much time to make an impact, and they are rushing him towards the touchline
4: here. So here we go. One of the greatest.
6: Yeah.
5: And then we started freaking out from that moment on, thinking we were gonna lose. And then we had so many nice little shots.
4: I did not have belief beyond reason at that point in the match. When I looked up and, no. I, and realized that we were in stoppage time already, I was like, I was just mentally prepared for the whole thing to be done.
5: I yeah, I looked up and it said ninety plus four, and I'm like, wait, when did it turn ninety? and i didn't realize like how much time we had and then yeah we started um doing some stuff and something happened really like at the last possible second
4: jimmy chara gets it away to bravo
5: jimmy chara
3: Yeah. How is Felipe Mora alone in the box?
4: Because that was one of those pinball situations where the ball is bouncing back and forth to a bunch of different players who are taking shots and it's getting blocked. And that's when those things kind of happen.
5: Yeah. And everyone's moving around and everyone you're looking, you're following the ball, not the players. If somebody
4: if somebody's
1: marking Mora in that situation, knees go to shot might go in because there's fewer bodies in front of him.
4: Hey, yeah, how's that for some soccer knowledge, Jonathan? Look at Greg, TIFO crew master. <laughs> what? What? Come on, man. That was my. Oh, that's fair. I should get credit for that. <laughs> <I> <laughs> but it was fantastic.
3: No, sorry, Randy.
4: <laughs> Great goal. He cried. He cried. Ooh, was
1: what? that a foul? There were a lot of people... Complaining Mabiala fouled a guy. I don't that. think so. I don't think so. It didn't look like it to me.
4: Twelman, who was a, he's a, I think he said it was later on um, after the, the extra period started, but he's like a, he's a Portland fanboy, a little bit of a Portland fanboy. Um, he said that if that gets called any other place on the field, that's a foul. I didn't think it was, um, especially because he was going for the ball. He wasn't, they didn't call so many. F- they didn't call so many fouls just like that um i mean and they that's they, my point so you can't call that if you're not going to call any of the other ones
3: i don't even know yeah he was that was all ball that wasn't playing any of the individuals was it his back to them
4: i think so yeah
1: yeah Moby all his back got him
4: yeah in the box they call in the box you know Yimichar char was in the box going for a ball and the, the keeper goes to get it, and what's that guy? Yeah, that was uh, insane. Chano, he comes in totally...
5: He didn't get a card or anything. Yeah, to he ground, got nothing for that.
4: Not making a play for the ball. And so if that's not a foul, then there's 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 no... Yeah, if that's not a foul, there's no way that that's a foul on yeah. Maviala.
1: A uh, quick 2nd half moment, because it sounds like we're going to move on to the goal and the extra time and all oh,
4: that. Oh, wait, wait. I just wanted to say uh, I, I read that um, Morris cried right after he made that shot. And yep. uh, Gretchen wanted me to let you guys know that she cried a little bit right when she made that shot. And uh, my sister-in-law Peter pants a little bit.
3: <laughs> uh, it was at this point when he scored that goal that I, I threw a beer but only the contents of my cup straight up into
4: the air. See, that's, I'm sure someone complained about it, but that's fine.
3: Surprisingly, they didn't because I think everybody did that.
4: Yeah, that was, um, that was loud AF, man. That was loud. Wonderful,
5: wonderful moment. That goal was, it was so amazing. Like, how did, how was everyone else feeling? I know how me and Greg were feeling. <laughs>
4: About the about the about the goal?
5: Yeah, I
3: yeah, dude.
4: I thought that was going to be the turning of the tide. um I thought that was going to break New York's back, and I thought we uh-huh. were in for sure. Yeah, if, that we had
5: if, all of a sudden we had it back. Yeah.
1: If that shot did not go in, that was probably the last kick of the match. Yeah,
5: yeah. yeah.
1: The last kick, and totally. Mora saved us on totally. the last kick that, of the match. One other time this year. That was the PK against club America in leg one of CCL. Yeah.
5: yeah.
3: I remember that I've never heard a stadium that loud before. And maybe I have, and I just, you know, don't remember it in terms of my excitement, but wow. it was through the roof. And again, the whole tide changed. I feel like that put like a energy shot right back into the timbers and to do that and then start extra time. It was, uh, I I feel like there was blood in the water and we just didn't capitalize. A
4: random woman that I was sitting, standing next to in, in TA, she grabbed my hand and just sat down and held my hand. She was, that's how moved she was. She grabbed a stranger's hand and, and just like, and yeah, like put it on top of mine and.
1: We were all jumping around and hugging and, like, all that. And, like, I turn away from hugging someone. I look over and Kelly's on my right. And, like, some drunk woman was, like, hugging Kelly. And then I see, like, she pull away and the drunk woman looks at her and
3: goes, <laughs> wait, I don't know you.
1: It's okay. And hugs her again.
3: <laughs> if we had won that game, there'd be shirts off everywhere. Oh, there'd be a God. lot of Timbers Army babies that night. You know, uh, it's funny
5: how like that goal would have really gone down as <laughs> one of the yeah. best goals in club history.
1: It is still one of the best goals in club history. It's just it, soured a little bit.
5: Yeah, I know, but it's just like such. It's so soured. Like I, I still loved it, and I love that I was there for it. But like, I just, I feel so like I, I don't know. I'm still. All I
1: have up to for bring me. something up before we get into extra time and the blood and the water and stuff. Uh, backtrack a little bit in the second half. Taddy castellanos golden boot winner on a breakaway (laughs) one-on-one with steve clark and diego motherfucking chara just swoops in like a goddamn hawk from the sky that
4: that looked like it was all over man Uh That looked like the kiss of death and then i don't know what that guy did but i don't know how he did it but it was stunning
1: holy shit build the statue
4: yeah
6: yeah. Right. Chara ah, kind of it. got
1: shafted. There were a lot of. I don't really want to burn a ref card on this one, but there were a lot of fouls called against him. I don't think were fouls.
3: Can we say burn a ref card, or is that specifically owned by Morisonic?
1: Is
4: that not just a thing? That's
5: a, no that's way a rip from
4: Morisonic, which is great. We only rip off from the best.
5: Let's steal their name too. <laughs> <laughs> As
4: long as we don't steal their theme song.
5: Yeah. Oh.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Stay tuned to the more Sonic PVSP rap
6: season
5: three. Oh. Oh, He
1: he brought that up while he was on Twitter, by the way. Pat did. Uh, I guess they listened to our last episode. And uh, when Jonathan asked them, like, were you drunk? So he goes on and he tweets at us, like, not only did you make fun of our logo being my daughter and not only did you make fun of a song written by my son when he was 10 years old but now you want to know if i was inebriated on the show and (laughs) i replied to him you didn't answer the question
3: (laughs) (laughs) oh that was I had a lot of fun on the build up to to the game, just with the the Twitter comments back and forth. I'm sure, and that, that that was
4: the end of it too. They'll probably he's they're probably quitting Twitter again after this. He did, yeah,
1: he did quit. He said he'd be back next time we made the playoffs. Um, but yeah, we did have briefly planned if we had won, there was going to be a great Portland podcast summit of 2021 at a bar. Um, but everyone's kind of in a sour mood because we lost and it yeah. didn't happen.
3: So extra time, I feel like we had excellent chances, and I really thought momentum was with us, and now we were still
4: a little bit sloppy, though.
1: The belief was there. It was gone, and that goal from Mora brought it back, and that belief really was there.
4: I thought it was coming. Belief from the team, or belief from the supporters?
5: I'm speaking for myself. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, we felt... No, but it felt like we were sort of on, and we were... We were playing better, and then we were almost we on. Yeah, that. we were for the first for yeah. the first half of stoppage. stoppage. I mean, the first half of extra time. Mm-hmm. We were we were playing great. Second part of extra time, we were we shit. shit.
4: We were just weren't
5: pure shit.
4: <laughs> Did you even watch it, man? Didn't you go home early?
5: We w- we I didn't leave early yeah. even. I stayed for the whole match and then I sat there for like half an hour, just not knowing what to do.
4: I I think that was a, I think that there was a, there was definitely a a drop off in the level of attacking, but that's a, did you you guys catch that um, Peter Brady moment? Uh, My voice cracking. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, I think for the first
3: half of extra time it was let's see if we can do this and then for the second half of extra time is okay we can't do this let's at least make it to penalties and, and you guys and that's the safe way that. to
4: do it that's the way a lot of teams do it i think that was a bad choice in this particular case because sean johnson and steve clark and a pk battle sean johnson wins that one nine out of right. ten times
5: always yeah
3: yeah Nine out of ten times, but I will say though, I mean, our lineup was also awkward with Mourinho all of a sudden playing right back. So he did great. It's though. not like we had the. Uh, he did do great. It just, it's clearly Wait not back, his man. first position attack. and <laughs> the, 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 a team of Dyrons. and we. I think it's definitely a quote-unquote safe bet to try to go to penalties, but I agree with your assessment that uh, Steve Clark will not win that battle. I mean, it turns out he didn't.
4: Yeah. I mean, even if you're tired, you can still take a penalty kick. <laughs> also, what's up with that penalty kick order? Uh, Felipe Mora has – Mora. Mora. Did I say him right? He has gone on the record in interviews saying that he does not like to take penalty kicks. They make him nervous.
1: Yep. I remember that. That's I turned to Kelly and I said that to her after the match. Like, I don't the, the first guy who missed has publicly said, I don't like doing
3: that yeah. followed by Diego Valeri.
1: Why didn't he pull a Caleb? He should have pulled a Caleb and had super Rich take the first kick.
4: Yeah. Also had, had they sw- switched the lineup and Blanco had come in as a super sub, he would have been on the field, still able to take that kick. And I have no doubt that he would have buried that.
5: Oh yeah. definitely
4: mm-hmm.
3: So definitely the order Maybe they were hoping that like Mora was riding high On scoring that goal and he was like I finally got this guys uh, yeah. I can do this maybe, and then, Yeah boom, maybe
4: you're right maybe happen. they're like You saved us you're the only reason we're here I mean and he has made a couple
3: Yeah but then I got excited Because Alfredo Morales Then misses the second one from yep. New York And I'm like here we go this is the magic This is what I remember from last time and then Valeria You're just like
5: <laughs> fuck Come on oh. Yeah. Okay. So after the match, I know we're jumping a little ahead, but he was he would didn't want to come over to the army, like he was standing like half like over by where they were setting up, just like pacing back and forth because hmm. like he felt so fucking bad. I feel because that was the last thing he did. That's like pretty much the last thing he's doing for our team. We should have booed him. No, just kidding. <laughs> we should. Yeah, we should have booed him and threw although well,
4: this gets ahead of us. He's yeah. still on our roster. After they released people that are out of contract, um, in negotiations, all that stuff, he's still technically on our roster
5: today. He's, yeah, but he's on the, he's in the super draft or whatever the stupid draft thing. He's not protected. Is he protected? He's not, no, he's not protected.
4: Interesting. He is not protected. We're not going to talk about that stuff this episode.
5: But so, right, but we could say
3: that. So back to it. So once we miss two, I know it's over. At that point, I have accepted that yeah, that always the game is over. Mm-hmm. Same feeling for everyone. Will- yep.
4: You don't come back from that. I mean, although there was a, there was a little bit of hope that, you know, he would he would save that last one, but even though, you know, it's not going to happen. Somebody was saying he should have he should have saved a couple eh. of those PKs or at least one Every of
5: them. Every PK is really luck and there's nothing. There's yep. no skill involved. Well, there is skill. Sorry, but there's no. It's really all just luck. Ninety-five percent luck. Yeah, yeah.
3: There's no strategy. There's no at all. strategy. You might have a strategy, but uh, again, still it's strategy. still based yeah, on God, luck. God.
5: You're what? What are you? Fifteen feet he out. Have gone up
4: and he could have gone up and tried to get in their head, been like a, the annoying keeper that does that kind of stuff.
3: I I just I just said that, Randy. I said there's still strategy. But it still ends up being luck. Sorry. Yeah. People will watch films of like previous penalty kicks to see which way keepers tend to jump. Ramondo released his secret.
4: He he said people, you can tell by the, you can tell most of the time, by the way, the guy places the ball, which way he's going to go. Yeah. He just, he, he didn't He released that after, after he retired. Huh? Well, so yeah, I was unaware so uh, we lose hey you know what when when that last one went in and then there was there was silence from the ta and then you see new york go crazy there was kind of like a half a second and we we're like uh, i got where it still didn't register and then like oh it's over but uh the, the great thing about if there can be anything great about that was that the almost instantly timbers army started chanting again again and uh, kept it up for quite a bit.
5: See, it's okay to be sad that we lose. We don't have to always chant.
4: Oh, that's the wrong answer. That's the wrong answer is. for this moment.
5: You no, you shouldn't spoil the like. Good
1: for them. They beat us. No, no, chanting was the right thing to do. Be loud. Oh well, you can clap there and moments. everything. That's fine. I no, mean, it's not really going to spoil it.
4: Screw those guys. Show you. <laughs> Show your team that you support them, even though they lost. That's the that's the important thing to do.
5: We did. We cla- I clapped the whole time.
4: Um, yeah. Be happy for them in their moment. Come on, man. <laughs> did anyone have any fan uh, run-ins with any of the supporters? Anybody talk to any? I, uh, I talked to a few people. Everyone was mostly nice. Um, I went over to their side as close as I could get and started clapping for them before the game started. People, they were appreciative of that. Like, Whatever. thanks, Randy. Um, I did have one, <laughs> I did have one uh, very negative experience with one of their supporters. But then again, some of our so-called supporters threw beer cans at their players. So we're going to say those cans go What
3: kind of negative
4: experience? It's just dumb stuff. You know, trying to be nice to those guys. And one guy goes out of his way to be an a-hole about it. So it's not worth mentioning.
3: We call you something stupid? And you oh just don't want to say what the name is, so we don't call you that later. Uh, all right,
4: I'm clapping for those guys. Everyone around that that sees me, you know, is is giving me the thumbs up and clapping back to me. You know, noting noticing, you know, shaking their friends on the shoulder so that they know that so they they can show them what's going on and they can turn and pay respects too. And this guy starts yelling something to me, and I can't hear him. And so, I make the, the sign for I can't hear what you're saying. And so that he tra- travels from like halfway across the thing to come as close as he can to go, Hey, did you just learn how, that, how to do that today? Because you're a fucking idiot. And then run, and then turns and, and goes back to the stands. Uh, <laughs> what? Oh, I was blo- I what was does boring. that even mean? That's not even <laughs> I know. Cool it answer. was so dumb. Also, you know what else was dumb? Those Timberland cutouts, those Timberland boots cutouts with the uh, NYCFC logo. I mean, I'm not sure.
1: Is that what that was?
4: I mean, I guess they're saying that Timberland is belongs to New York city. I don't know. Those were dumb.
1: I was wondering what that yeah, was all about.
4: Dumb. Yeah. It was
1: very uh, soundery how they were trying to say something and the message <laughs> yeah, didn't land.
4: Exactly. Perfect. That's the perfect explanation of that. I am sure <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the guy, I mean, I was talking to one New York supporter. Um, and I don't think they usually do this. I haven't noticed this before. Then again, I, don't, I haven't gone over to that side. But on the concourse, they had the the concourse separated, so you couldn't even go over over get past a certain point if you didn't have a um, NYC FC ticket. Oh wow! But uh, I was talking to a guy and you know shook hands and we we're talking, you know talking about the traveling and all that stuff, and he apparently was talking to a guy and he gave gave a timbers fan on the other side of the fence <laughs> 20 bucks to go get him pizza because they didn't have pizza at their at their section <laughs> the guy went over to the stands <laughs> and did it and we're like are you sure and he's like yeah i'm looking at him right now he's in line with my money and i'm like oh wow that's cool and he goes i goes i that's wouldn't awesome. have done that for you but i'm happy to shake your hand <laughs>
6: I,
3: again, I love the, the rivalries and, and getting fired up, but it's just a person. Like, just it's not worth being angry about. So, mm.
4: oh, two two things anyway. that we wanted to bring up that you didn't get to really see if you watch this on TV. You didn't get to see everybody booing Don Garber when he was announced. Merit, and you didn't yeah. get to see or hear everybody booing that was so great. Merit Paulson when he was announced. <laughs> and also... The the twenty six minute uh, thorns protest they brought that up again in the in the broadcast um, so you just imagine being Merritt nice. Paulson and just being like God damn it with this stuff is it ever gonna end
6: <laughs> He's
4: supposed to be celebrating this giant well possibility of a giant victory and he's
5: still getting booed by his fans. I wonder if like yeah even if we won I don't think anyone would let him celebrate with he would them. not have
1: come up to the stage
5: yeah
4: yeah, he would have stayed on the pitch. No would you way. have booed that guy if he did? Would you guys have booed him?
5: Merritt? Yeah, I absolutely would have booed Merritt Oh yeah well th- thrown yeah. a bottle at his face.
1: <laughs> <sighs> I have a friend he used to live here go to Timbers matches now he lives in New Zealand. Uh, he was watching on TV and uh, he went in our discord as soon as it happened and said I can hear all of you booing Dodd Garber
6: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It was
4: awesome. Yeah, that's the, the faint one that you can sort of make out if you know who they're talking about, but yeah, they they totally missed the um, Merritt Paulson one.
3: Here's to hoping that we, we do it again. So we We have a strong enough team.
5: We're like one season away from behind the Mac on that big white blank wall. There's going to be a sponsor at some point.
4: Yeah. I'm a little bit surprised that those guys didn't hang a banner from their balcony. You know, with any, with some sort of go Timbers message, that was, that was really lame. Also, they probably sold those seats too, don't you think?
5: Oh, yeah.
3: (laughs) I'm sure. So, so after the game, we were distraught. Our friends Chris and Andy left. So, me and Brianna went with our friends Tyler and Lauren. We went to Pope House and we just had a few more beverages, which I clearly did not need at that point. Brianna had two, like, (laughs) double pours of bourbon
4: after the match uh new york city coach guy what's his face stripped down to his underwear yeah is that uh cool is that funny or is that
5: stupid and shows no class it's cool and good for him but in portland that's probably someone will take offense to it
1: i think it's dumb but whatever like it's fine
3: I mean, if we're talking about the times I've taken off my clothes in places I probably shouldn't have, I have no no room to. I judge, took off my but... pants
5: like four times just to show people my cat tights. Yeah, I think that's fair. But, uh,
4: do you want Geo doing that kind of stuff?
5: Yeah, I would love. Yes, uh, no,
3: no, no, I no, do no, no. But I don't. I don't care that it happened. Is Same. my point? Like, whatever. It's not my cup of tea. But. I mean, if you're in a state of crazy and euphoria, I was premeditated. I, I it was premeditated. Exactly he said he was why. going to do
4: it if, if they did. The pants were
3: not premeditated. The shirt was. He said he would celebrate shirtless, and then he decided uh, to do yeah. one I thought he had done
4: that trial. exact same thing at a different game. Hmm. He's got not man notice. boobies. I did not notice. You know why? Because as they were telling people to please stick around for the presentation of the ceremony, Blast of the Timbers had gone, and the coaching staff was just about... At the exit, I left. I'm not. I was not sticking around for that bullshit.
5: Yeah, why would you stick around? To... So, so what did you do after the match?
4: And, uh, oh, spent. We had this really smart uh, pro tip. You need to find parking for this for a match at the stadium. Go to a parking garage and um, park there for five dollars for the whole day. Not smart so pro park. tip. It'll take you forty five minutes to get out of the parking garage at the end of the match.
5: Yeah, my pro tip was going to Trinity Church parking lot and um at eight o'clock in the morning and spending thirty dollars on parking.
4: Yeah, that probably would have been
5: But I was able to get right out and I almost killed like fifteen people when I was leaving. I didn't even <laughs> care. I'm just like, fuck you, get out of the way.
1: My pro tip is to live three blocks from the stadium and just walk.
5: <laughs> that too. Yeah. What is is do you, what <laughs> you Landlord do you live
4: in
1: that building? <laughs> no, not the that one. A different one. Yeah.
5: Yeah. So, Josh, what did you do directly after the game? I went home and warmed up and took a nap. I was sad. And I didn't really talk at all the rest of the night. I did not get on social media. I
4: vegged in front of stuff on the TV and tried yeah. not to think about
5: it. I watched five epi- four episodes yeah. of Hawkeye. I didn't even want to watch it, but it's really good. It's pretty decent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What
3: about you, Greg?
1: I went and had a beer at the warehouse um, so I could hug and high five the people that have been on the T crew Your new this best year. friends? We basically all lived together for the last three,
5: four weeks. I got to say,
4: it was pretty impressive yeah. to, that you guys had a be- been able to show the whole thing that you managed to, to crank out a giant four panel thing in uh, yeah in like three or four days. And didn't need really that much help. I mean, really, you did it in three days because you you guys didn't really start on Monday, barely did any, and you barely did anything on Monday, and then you had the whole thing ready for the test run on Friday. So that's that's um, pretty impressive. Yeah,
5: yeah. Hats off to you, my friend.
1: Well, thank you. But yeah, went down to the warehouse, um, just consolation hugs with uh, folks. Had a beer in there. And then went home and grub-hubbed some uh, mediocre Philly cheesesteaks. And I sure. think I, we watched Shit's
5: Creek. I
4: watched, nice. I watched Dexter, I New Blood. Yeah.
5: God, Dexter, you know, that sh- <sighs> well, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Thanks for the
6: input,
1: Josh. I think we need to just give, like, an overall, like, conclusion of how we feel like about the match, about the season, about everything. It just feels right to have something.
5: I feel extremely sad, but I'm not mad. You know, like I know we didn't show up and we didn't pick the right lineup and we lost, but it was still a great experience and I'm still supporting this team 1 million percent and we'll be back next year and hopefully the same lineup will do it again and get there.
4: I f- i feel hollow inside but <laughs> i do uh i um that second the fact that we scored that second you know that that i'm sorry the first goal of ours um that more goal really made a big difference in how i felt at the end of that match um even though we lost uh i don't th- i don't think you know there's lots of people i've seen some crap online but about talking about how they gave up or they didn't give it their all i don't feel that way at all i thought those guys um, they weren't they definitely weren't sharp but um, they did their best given the situation the strategy they they tried their hardest um, we could have won we weren't outclassed i uh, i feel good i feel like the core of the team is is still really really strong and i feel like we really could make a a run at this next year too
3: yeah i i would say my my biggest feeling or what i've been telling people who have been sending me condolences from work is that sports will make my day it will never ruin my day and it of course sucks but i got to have a great time with a bunch of friends, and get excited and like it's like a <clears throat> like a roller coaster of um, emotion, and it's kind of like it's it's pretty damn fun. At the end of the day, like it, it sucked. I was like, "Fuck, man!" I really wish we could have won that, but at the same time, like I got to drink shit beers with Josh at Commodore and watch Greg's tifo and listen to Randy <laughs> complain about things all goddamn day, and like. <laughs> <laughs> those things uh those things are worth it and it's fun and so the the Tibbers deserve to be there and I think they gave it their all and I yeah, end of the Before day, it was before
4: fantastic. you go, Greg, uh I forgot to mention um I was surprised that even after we lost, um I still got in a handful of orders for that um cup specific patch run that I had going on. The design isn't specific to us winning but it was more more appear yeah appearance based it was, you know, n- noting the occasion and so we I managed to get orders for that patch after we lost still without you know i wasn't promoting it or anything but people were still into it enough to actually go out and order it and simon who was at the match with us uh came home and was like and asked us if if we could get him season tickets next year oh cool so Nice. Damn,
5: that's rad. And you said, no, they're cheaper just to buy (laughs) day (laughs) I
6: don't don't know if they they will be be
5: next year, given this year. But...
3: Greg, what about you, man?
1: This season started uh, with the stadium still at not full capacity, but the four of us got to stand together in KeyBank for a CCL match together for the first time.
5: Oh, that was the best! That was good.
1: Um, And then... And then we stayed alive against arguably the largest club in the Western Hemisphere, Club America, in the Champions League. Uh, and the team got to play at Estadio Azteca. Um, it was a freaking roller coaster. We never knew who would be healthy when. Uh, up and down, there was that demoralizing loss to Seattle in the middle of summer, which they immediately turn around to go have the best record in the league over the second half of the season, 10, three and one. Um, And then we rode it all the way to the cup and it, it hurts. It hurts to lose, but fuck it. The guys, the guys were amazing and I'm super proud of them.
4: This is the second cup appearance we've made after seemingly being at a point in one point in the, in the season where all hope was lost. It was like that way in 2015, too. I can't recall 2018.
3: Josh and I believed the whole season. (laughs) This is true. And I will stand by that.
4: Next year in June or July or whenever it is, May, when everyone's talking about how the the sky is falling and we're all doomed, just refer to PVSP episode 35 titled You're All Idiots. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So onward. Onward, Rose City.
4: Onward, Rose City! Okay, quick roster announcements. We're not going to go over them. We're just going to mention them, really. Uh, Expansion Draft is tomorrow? Holy cow. I didn't realize it was happening on Monday. We're recording... Oh, wait, Tuesday. What day is it? What year is it? Who are you talking to? (laughs) Who am I talking to? (laughs) Um, How did I get here? Uh, Wow, Expansion Draft is tomorrow. I had no idea. Uh, Names that are not... I don't even. It gets kind of pointless. There's no way this is going to be released before um, before this comes out. But Valeri is not protected. Atnella is not protected. Uh, who is allegedly retiring, from what I hear? Um, not at Valeri, but Atnella. Mobby Oh, that's a shocker. Um, we did not resign. Jome. Is that how you pronounce that guy's name? Ish. Jome, we did. which I was, thought it was Jomi. He was brought on to replace Polo when Polo had that season-ending injury and then he had a season-ending So we declined his options declined two guys uh Jorge Gonzalez and Manny Perez who I don't even know who those guys are. You guys know who those guys are?
5: Nope, never even heard those names.
4: Out of contract Renzo Zambrano which is a little bit which is, I don't know, I like Renzo. Not a clue. It doesn't surprise me that he's out of contract. doesn't surprise me that we're not picking him up. Um, Diego Chara, people who did pick up options Diego Chara, Dario Zuperich, Christian Paredes, Andy Polo, Marvin Luria, Blake Bodily, and Zach McGraw. And we are in discussion with Sebastian Blanco, who will be back. Uh, Steve Clark may not be back if you believe his wife's um, yoga studio. Uh Ivacic and Van Rankin. Um so that's that. Anybody? Anybody have any quick notes on any of that stuff?
5: No.
1: I bet we I bet we get Van Rankin full time. I think we're going to sign him.
4: I, I wouldn't have been Agreed. surprised if we had let
1: him go. Available for selection Atanella, Bonilla Clark. Foshive, Gonzalez, Ivicic, Jome, or Jome, Mabiala, McGraw, Perez, Polo, Valeri, Van Rankin and Zambrano. Oh jeez.
4: So they are all available for selection. Even the guys that we didn't re-sign are, are apparently available for selection, but um they're not they're not coordinating these lists. Uh, did you say Mabiala is available for selection? Yeah, that is correct. That is he is shaker. not
7: protected
4: um well man fingers crossed that everything Man, i that's scary to think of what could happen to us in this expansion draft i guess our next episode is is going to be there i go with peter brady again be um at least uh, we can only lose one person our next episode is going to be about how stupid the expansion draft is and why it should have been abolished many years ago
3: we did that last time after we talked about zarek
4: (laughs) they just don't learn don pay attention to us
3: yeah don garber you stupid
5: yeah all righty this episode was produced and engineered by gregory donnelly the intro that's song me. is written and performed by gregory donnelly that's me for yeah if you want to email us it's portland vanity at com. that's us leave us a voicemail at 503-583-4235
6: those are numbers
5: facebook and instagram or portland vanity twitter is pdx vanity soccer greg is quite active on twitter lately and i'm a little active on instagram and absolutely no one is active on facebook so who gives a fuck
1: tweet at us um, your feelings after the match what you did how you coped with it and we'll read your stories yeah. on the next
5: episode and if you want to send us a voicemail we'll um we'll post all of them all of them, yeah, as a separate, uh, all of yeah, them, yeah, po- yeah, that's more fun. Randy, tell us about the songs. <laughs> hey, super!
4: Uh, we all picked a song. Um, we decided this, well, I guess I decided that we were going to do this, um, win or lose, and so it's the extended dance, depressing dance jam. First song up is by Josh, who has picked a ditty by the Smiths called I Know It's Over, <laughs> Diddy. Um, <laughs> Uh, Morsi is a fascist, by the way, but we don't have to talk about That's that. That's why I picked it. <laughs> um, Greg has picked Disappointed by <laughs> PIL, Public Image Limited. Um, I equipped that I I was disappointed that Johnny Lydon had turned into a uh, – I'm not going to say what I what I thought he turned into, but then Greg said he's pretty much always been that way, and we have to agree on that. But now he is – you see a theme going on with um, our song? Now he is the right-wing version of – uh, yeah, uh, Jonathan picked um, another Frank Turner tune called "One Foot Before the Other," and I have picked "Hollow Inside" by the
5: Buzzcocks. And you got to put one foot in front of the other, foot the other foot down, down, down. <laughs>
4: Josh. This is a serious <laughs> podcast.
6: This is, I this is
4: serious emotions.
5: <laughs> and serious Copyright strike. F-
4: feelings. No, no yeah. one is making it. Right. Anyway, We're out of so here. Fine. We'll have Love one, one more episode before the, for the year. One... Season finale. Yeah, season finale. Yeah. Okay. At least one episode. So, uh, all right. Take it easy. Peace. Uh...
0: The falling over my head And as I climb into an empty bed Oh well, enough said I know it's over, still I cling I don't know where else I can go Oh, mother, I can feel the soil falling over my head. See the sea. and groom, give her room. Loud, loud loutish lover, treat her kindly, though she needs you more than she loves you. spoke to me and said If you're so funny Then why are you on your own tonight? And if you're so clever Then why are you on your own tonight? So very entertaining And why are you on your own tonight? If you're so very good looking Why do you sleep alone tonight? I know Cause tonight is just like any other night. triumphs and your charms over each other's arms it's so easy to laugh it's so easy to hate it takes strength to be gentle and kind Over, over 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 it's so easy to laugh it's so easy to hate It takes good to be gentle and kind over Love is natural and real But not for you, my love Not tonight, my love Love is natural and real But not for such as you
2: Die. The very last of my desires is that you take my broken body and commit it to the fire. And then when the fire is finished, scrape the ashes in a tin. Take them down to London's drinking reservoirs and throw them in. And then specs infinitesimal of my immortal remains. will slide down seven million throats and into seven million. Hanging timeless in the sky, like a dream catcher, distracting from the fact you're gonna die. But I place one foot before the other, confident because I know that everything we are right now is everything that was, But what Tyler was.
5: I took off my pants like four times just to show people my cat tights. What does it start at? One?
1: Yes, you start counting at one. Jesus
5: Christ. Then what does it go to? I don't know. Why would I know what all you fucking losers do when you wait in line overnight? When I just walk right in and I'm in the third row, boom! 50% of um, Korean school logos have a beer cup being thrown at a soccer player.
3: I didn't even go inside. I just, like, kind of walked Did over. Did you see my horseshoe on the wall? Drunken stupor of slight yeah. depression and just picked a table outside. and was Like, get me a beer.
5: Did she get food? Because I know she was wanting food.
3: Uh, she ate one vegan hot dog in Key Bank Club, and that was it, which is hilarious because she was looking for a big breakfast for the amount of food or amount of beverage we were going to partake in. And then we ended up... Uh, again we had a little bit of food at Pope house and then we just went home and we ordered some like vegan Chinese food which was which was quite, no. quite enjoyable sure but, it was buddy um
4: hey yeah we met
3: we met we met Josh before the game and Josh went to uh, I'm blanking on the name of the bar marathon and, went the marathon and me and Brianna went to go meet him but the line got too long and Commodore did not have any line and so we got Josh out of there but Marathon has food and Commodore does not. So we're in Commodore and Brianna just keeps going and getting in line. Like it was a train, Uh, like just in a straight circle the entire time.
5: Uh, She would drop off beers and then just get right back in line. Yeah. She came back at one point with like eight (laughs) cores lights. Like she's like, it was 12
3: bucks. Yeah. Holding groceries. (laughs) And then she's like, and some dude behind me in line, wanted to get beers but he didn't want to wait in line, so he just paid me to buy him beers, which is kind of a dick move. But I took his money anyway and did it, and uh, we had a
5: we had a good chuckle. So, Ugh. what are we doing? <laughs> this, this is a this is a very sexy minute and a half. Well, that's all I'm saying.
1: Very sexy minute and a half was my nickname in high school.
5: <laughs> nice.
6: <laughs> <laughs> oh shit.
3: I believe uh, my
4: nickname was <laughs>
6: Dumb Truck. <It> still is.
1: <laughs> now it's just dump. You drop the truck.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I massively pre- prepared for this episode and took all kinds of notes, and then it all just ran. All of a sudden, I looked up, and it was time to come record, yeah. so I didn't have time to organize any of it. So, <laughs> so it's, it's useless. Kind of all uh, uh,
5: yeah, <laughs> essentially. You really randied the situation. <laughs>
3: I wonder. Yeah, I wonder if you will critique your own randy.
6: I just did, I think